This is the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avi. Living painlessly and in good health is our goal. We are here to help you get there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now let's have some fun and let's get painless. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 4 of the Painless Health Podcast. This is, of course, your friendly physiatrist, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Today, I have a special sort of an emergency podcast after the injury to DeMar Hamlin in the Monday night football game. There has been a lot of speculation as far as what went on with him and what happened as a... In brief, I will go over what exactly happened, and I'm going to talk about a phenomenon called commodio cordis. This is a blunt non-penetrating trauma to the chest, which is what we think happened to this young man on the field. Really, really difficult situation for the football players and very hard to watch, but many of you watched it. Of course, my prayers go out to him, his family, and whoever was involved with the incident on the field. You can see the emotions of the players and of the reporters and everybody involved. And, you know, it's very, very difficult to get a hold of this and watching this on live TV and actually getting a grip on what happened. So I'm going to go over that a little bit today and also just discuss the emotions that go on with something like this and how important it is to you know, handle this type of situation, how hard it is to handle this type of situation. Of course, the fact that I'm a physician and have seen people, you know, die in front of me is a little bit easier for me to handle this type of thing or witness this type of thing because, you know, you've seen it in life and you're, you're trained in a different way. But I think for a lot of people, they've never witnessed someone pass away in front of them or someone that is going to pass away in front of them. At least someone that's, you know, not their family member, not someone that you know that's going to happen. This this is going to happen too. So I'm going to go over some of that today. And I think it's important just to discuss this. So first of all, the situation that happened was the Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And this was a 7-3 game in the first quarter. And, you know, the game had just started. There's 10 minutes into the game. Everybody is really excited because this is a game that's going to be the determining what's going to happen in the playoffs. So one team wins, they're going to go to the number one seed, blah, blah, blah. I won't go into that. That's not important. The important thing is that during a play where the Cincinnati Bengals had the ball. It was thrown to a receiver. He was trying to make a move and Damar Hamlin, the person that got injured, tried to make this tackle. And as he's making this tackle, the receiver came and hit him in the chest with a lot of his weight. Now, a lot of the times when people get hit like that, nothing happens. The weird thing is that he got up and after he got hit and it looked like he was fine, he took one step or two steps and then he literally fell on his back. He did not have any reflexes or anything like that. The important thing is this, that a lot of times when traumatic injuries happen in football, they are traumatic injuries to the spine or to the head or to something like that. 
if there is a traumatic injury to the head, a concussion-like symptom, then when people get up or something like that, as was witnessed with Tua Tagliova that happened earlier this year, he's a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. When he got up, he was a little woozy and his gait was different. This was not like that. He got up and he fell flat on his back, which was completely different than what we see with a lot of people that have had traumatic brain injuries or spinal cord injuries. Now, someone that's had a spinal cord injury would just go straight on their back and not get up because their spinal cord is injured and they're paralyzed. So this was none of those two. This was something else. And the reason why the other thing that happened as he was falling backwards is that he did not have any reflexes. So he was up and awake and boom, he was unconscious. And that tells me that it's likely his heart that caused that. It's not likely his brain. It's not likely anything else. It was likely his heart. So that's an important situation, important thing to think about. So the other thing that this could be with the heart is something like the aorta having a dissection or a bleed in the heart or something like that. If that was the case, he would also not be able to get up because this would be a bigger traumatic injury than he actually had. So if you look at when he got injured, the actual incidents where he went and got hit by this other player right in the chest, it didn't look like it was that big of a hit. And I'm going to this is an important position for this and why this is important. Um, now let's talk a little bit about commodio cordis. This is a event that happens when someone gets hit in the chest with a blunt object. So this is not something a sharp object or any penetrating trauma happens. Obviously that is not what happened, but what happens is that a blunt object hits someone in the chest and not at a very high rate. It's usually seen when, when people are hit in the chest by something traveling between 20 and 50 miles per hour. Think about that. That is not very fast. A regular baseball player, when they are getting thrown at or something like that and they get hit by a ball, it's usually, you know, 70 to 80 miles an hour. So that, or even higher than that, hundred up to a hundred, right? 70 to a hundred miles an hour. So a 20 to 50 mile an hour baseball is usually when this happens. It's going to also happen with hockey, can also happen, happen with other things as well. So if we look at the epidemiology of Comadio Cordis, it happens most likely with the projectile that's pitched, thrown, or batted. And that is about 58% at about 30 to 50 miles an hour. The other 42% is chest trauma resulting from bodily contact with another position or a stationary object. This can be a helmet during football tackle, heel of a hockey stick, karate kick, or a body collision. The incidence is still very, very rare as I'm looking at some data here that there were about 160 different or 190 different cases of commodity cordis in the United States. And this was a Medline study that was conducted on July 1st, 2008. And, you know, that's not a lot, even if it was 2008. I'm sure there are a lot more by now, but I don't see any studies right now, at least more recently, of commodity cordis. So the incidence in other states or other countries other than the United States is about similar to the United States. And it happens in 
male predominantly and younger people, although people outside the United States are somewhat older and can happen with soccer, cricket, and hockey most commonly in the United States. It's most commonly with baseball, softball, and football. Now, Commodio Cordis doesn't have a great survivability. Unfortunately, most people don't make it through Commodio Cordis. So it is a 25% survivability, and, which is similar with the United States or outside the United States. Now, unfortunately, the survival rate is only less than 5% or in patients that the resuscitation has been delayed longer than three minutes. The problem is that when people have this happen, the people around that are looking at it are usually not trained. They're not trained doctors or anything like that. In the case of Damar Hamlin, luckily he had a team of doctors right there on the sideline from both teams, the, the Bengals and the, and the bills, they were both right there and they both were at him immediately. Now there were, there was nine minutes of CPR apparently on this, on the field, which doesn't mean that they didn't shock him back into rhythm right there. There was no evidence of that on the tape, but that doesn't mean that didn't happen. And that is the key thing that people need to be shocked back into rhythm quickly because what happens with commodity cortis, someone gets hit in the chest with a projectile. So in this case, it was a football helmet. Now, they have to be hit in the right 20 milliseconds. So 20 milliseconds is a very short amount of time. In that amount of time, if the person gets hit in this 20 millisecond cycle of their heart cycle, which if you think about it is you have a heartbeat every second or, you know, probably two every second for this guy going, going out and running. So he's running on the football field. His heart rate's about 120 every Heart, every heartbeat, there is a 20 millisecond period that if he gets hit in right at the right moment, he could actually get put into a ventricular arrhythmia. So that causes an unstable heart rate and can cause someone to faint the way he did, even though he was alert and awake for you know one or two steps. Within that amount of time, the blood flow stops going to the brain as well, and he faints. And this is what happened there. Now, he likely got CPR within three minutes. I know he got CPR probably within a minute. The other question is that, did he actually get shocked back into rhythm within that minute as well? Now, he was taken to the Cincinnati ER at the University of Cincinnati, apparently. And he is in the ICU in in now critical condition, but he's intubated. So what does this mean? The patient is now intubated after he has had an episode of most likely commadio cortis, where he has been in a unstable rhythm of his heart for an uncertain amount of time, likely nine minutes or so, or maybe less. Now, this is a young man. He's 24 years old, in very good shape. His blood flow all over the body was probably excellent right before that. When we see episodes of commodio cortis, they're more likely less of uh, people older than the age of 20. They're more likely younger than 20 because the balls and the things that come at you at that low speed under 50 miles an hour, between 20 and 50 miles an hour, most likely are likely for people that are pitching at slower speeds. So this is between the ages of 10 and 18. That is why I kept in mind that I made everybody keep in mind that it is 
a slower ball or a slower hit that actually may make this happen rather than a faster hit. So he was actually... So although many people have been resuscitated from cordis, there are a bunch of people that have experienced irreversible ischemic encephalopathy or brain injury and ultimately died of that injury. So despite this player, Mr. Hamlin, having good care and everything else happening right at the right time, there is still a possibility that something could happen and he could actually have being in bad shape. So hopefully he is in good shape. Now I am reading Twitter as we're making this, this podcast, this is how certain and quick this thing is going on. So as we are speaking, or as I am speaking to the microphone, the Buffalo Bills tweeted that Damar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest, which is most likely Camadio Cordis following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field. This is a good thing. And he was transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. This is most likely a very good thing that he got his heart rate or heartbeat re restarted right there on the field. That is extremely good news. It is most likely that, you know, he may have suffered some brain injury, but they probably are keeping him in a coma for precaution's sake and will likely try to get him awake and alert again within the next 24 hours, hopefully make sure that his brain's working fine and all that type of thing. So this is all good news for Damar Hamlin. And also, most likely that he did have commodio cordis. Now, there was, I, I hate to do this, but there is some sort of weird rumor that this was due to vaccination status. I will reinforce that there is nothing to do with vaccination status. This happens to children all over the country. As I said, there are 160 cases that were identified in Medline article in 2008, way before we had a vaccine. So, just to say that this has nothing to do with the vaccination status of people is important because I think that is really, really terrible that people actually said that right after this happened. So back to this DeMar Hamlin thing. It is extremely hard for many of the players and many of the people to identify with this and see this happen. If anybody is feeling sad or trying to figure out what is going on, I urge you to call 988, which is the National Suicide Hotline. Now, this is called the National Suicide Hotline, but it's also for people that are having emotional breakdowns and other issues with their emotions. So it's very important to think about this. And if you're having those issues, having those emotions, seeing someone fall over and require CPR in front of you, you know, you're watching this on live TV is not easy. Now, I've been in the ER. I've seen people get shot. I've seen people not live get shot, but actually come into the ER after being shot. Having seen these things happen in front of me, it is extremely difficult and hard to see that. But being a physician, I think I've been almost emotionally a little bit separated from that. And then there are times where those emotions catch up with me and I have to catch myself. So it is normal for that to happen. It is normal to have those emotions. I've been through it enough times where I've had patients that have passed away in front of me, not in front of me, but even passed away, away from me, from something or another, cancer may it be, which is the most common thing that I've seen patients die from, or cardiac arrest, or sudden something happens, uh, suicide even. It's been 
hard to see those things happen. I'll just tell you emotionally that every time something like that happens to one of my patients or something like that happens to someone that I know, it can be very devastating and very difficult for me to catch up to that and actually sit back and reflect on things like that. So for anybody else that's going through that, please reach out to your physician please reach out to 988. Please reach out to a psychologist. There are many different behavioral health places around that you can reach out to. It's important to realize that this is a normal feeling to have that feeling that, oh my God, what happened? Can I get a grip on that? Can I think about that? What is going on with my mind? What is going on with my brain? Even the football players out there. And if there are football, if there is a football player listening to this, you know, I'm thrilled to have you listening to to my podcast. But if you're having these issues and having these emotions and teenagers that have had have been playing football and then see this happen out on the field, I'm sure that they also could have that same sort of thing go through their mind. Now, this commodio cortis, just to bring this up real fast, this happens more commonly in younger players. So it is important to take precautions for those types of things to happen. There's really nothing you can do with these football hits because they are so, so, so difficult and so hard for these things to happen. And again, exceedingly rare. This is the first time that commodio cortis has happened in an NFL football game that has been recorded. So if we look at all the records of injuries, deaths, other things that have happened during NFL football games, there's not one case of commodio cortis. Now, this has happened many times in younger players, younger football players, things like that, where they've been hit in the chest by other players. It happens. I get it. Happens in soccer. Happens in other other sports. Baseball, for example, very common. Actually, that is the most common sport that this happens in. And you don't think of baseball as a very traumatic sport or something that can cause severe trauma. But that ball is often traveling between 20 and 50 miles an hour. So... Yes, this can happen in baseball, this can happen in football, this can happen in soccer, this can happen in hockey, or this could happen when someone punches you in the chest by accident. So it's really important to remember that these things happen. It's important to try to try to take note of this in your mind. If this does happen to someone in front of you, you see something like that, or someone gets hit in the chest at a lower speed object or something like that, or someone gets hit in the chest, period, and you see them there, they're okay for half a second or half a tick, and then they go down. Think of this as as one of the things that could happen. Of course, there are many other things that could happen, but based on the trauma, uh, it, this is possible. You know, and if you are feeling this way, and if you are feeling like you're emotionally having difficulty getting grasp on this, make sure you reach out to someone. Again, thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. This isn't really a painless object or painless type uh, podcast, but I think it was important to discuss this. And since I'm a physiatrist and do some sports medicine, I am the sports doctor for the Sonoma Stompers. Go Stompers. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, a wonderful day, a wonderful new year. Happy New Year. And... Prayers for Damar Hamlin. Again, this must be devastating for his whole family, devastating for the whole Bills organization, devastating for the NFL. Hopefully something comes out of this. And I'm glad that they postponed the game just to be uh, on that side that 
you know what? Life is more important than baseball, football, lacrosse, whatever you may be playing. It's really important to remember life is the most important thing. And that's one thing that we have that will never be replaced. So everybody have a good one. I will hopefully talk to you next week, hopefully on a better topic. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope the information that has been given to you has been useful. Of course, I am a physician, but not yours. So please go see your physician for medical advice and further information about any of the topics you've heard today. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.